Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace for your Monday morning half an hour Harness show. It's Michael Guerin joining you through until just before 11 o'clock and we have the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, John Dumasy, joining us later on for an industry update. We're going to talk to two men who are driving winners, but also hopefully potentially driving more winners this week, so we can get a couple to boost your TAB account. One of those men is Blake Fitzpatrick. Blake, thanks for taking time out of your Monday morning to join us, mate. Uh, not a problem. Good morning, mate. Mate, it's uh, a big day tomorrow at Menangle. We have a couple more heats um, of the, the regional championship, the metropolitan heats of that. We have the, the APGs, and of course we have some of the two-year-old Trotting Foundation races. Now, one of the reasons we've got you on this morning is to talk about a horse you haven't driven a lot, but I know you're looking forward to driving again. You're on Tasty Delight. You were not robbed, but you were denied the chance to drive him in the Bathurst final, of course, because you had one of your own stable horses in the race. You're back on him, race nine, tomorrow at 5.02 out of Menangle. Um, must be nice to get behind a pretty good horse. Yeah, absolutely, Mick. Like you said, he's been um, an outstanding horse right throughout his career, and his runs through the Bathurst Carnival were outstanding. So, yeah, very much looking forward to driving him tomorrow. But he's in a pretty good field, considering it's an APG heat, so it's only the start of the APG series. And he's going to be short for trainer Brian Portelli, but let's get rocking. Mark Daddy, away from the Nangle, has been very good. Um, even horses, you know, like Captain Crusader, they're, they're good horses. So I thought if he led, he probably justifies the short price, but it's not going to be a gimme race. No, that's right. It's not a walk in the park at all, Mick. There's a really good bunch of three-year-old paces here in New South Wales this year, and um, yeah, be no no walkover, that's for sure. But I drove Tasty to the light in a trial a fortnight ago at Penrith against the free-floor horses, and he was very impressive. I think he won going 55, and Brian Portelli said that he's Work's only improved since, so yeah, it should be very hard to beat tomorrow. Okay, also in the APG heats tomorrow at 3.46, you drive Ricochet. For, for people who don't know Blake, um, it's trained by Lisa Fitzpatrick. That's that's your wife, I take it? Yeah, that's correct. She does a lot of the work here at the stable. Okay, so first of all, on Ricochet's chances tomorrow, and secondly, because... Ricochet's in Lisa's name. Um, if both horses get through to the final, you can still stick with Tasty Delight. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I'll be sticking with Tasty Delight um, throughout the season, Mick. And um, Ricochet's—he's another handy three-year-old. He's raced, always raced at a fairly good level. And um, sure, I'm sure tomorrow, although he's drawn bad, he's probably in the weaker of the two heats and def- a definite winning chance. But he's up against a pretty good horse, and he ain't faking. I really like him. I think he's a horse who could be hard to beat. Is it a case of being a heat where you don't need to do anything silly in small fields? You can drive him cold to get through to the next rounds? Or, or, or are you keen to, to maybe pit it to he ain't faking tomorrow and try and make a contest of it? Oh, definitely, Mick. He'll be there to win tomorrow, and it's important, although there's two rounds of heat, it's important that can get as many points as possible tomorrow and try and make our way through to the final. So, yeah, although we, Ricochet has drawn wide, he's quick enough out and strong enough to put himself into the race. 
Mate, we have two more heats of the Metropolitan Championship races tomorrow. You're driving major statement in one of those at, at quite long odds. I thought the series was falling together really well this year because it's pretty much racing apples versus apples. A lot of these horses are very similar in ability, and maybe the little factory you want to eat last week might be a little bit better than most of them. But I thought for the $100,000 stake, um, there's not too many scary horses in here, so it gives everybody a chance. Yeah, absolutely, Mick. I think the way the series has been graded and um, it's the four-year-old and older horses, it's a great concept. A lot of these horses won't get the opportunity to race in a series like this again. So, yeah, it's a really even series. There's probably, like you said, not one standout horse. There's been three or four um, nice horses. But, yeah, definitely a, a fantastic concept. And, yeah, I'm sure hopefully it can stick around for years to come. Mate, in the last race of 11 tomorrow, so it's a, it's a bumper card tomorrow, you're driving uh, posh on the beach for your dad. And it's been winning at Penrith. Uh, and we're winning like a good, good horse at Penrith, but what do you make of going to Menangle over 2,300 metres, which often sorts some of them out? Yeah, it's a slight concern. He hasn't done a lot of racing at Menangle, but like you said, he has hit a bit of form of late at Penrith, and he's going there tomorrow full of confidence. Uh, he's drawn a little wide in a fairly good field, but yeah, he's a very well-bred horse and a horse that showed ability right from early on, but just taking the a while to actually hit his straps. But, yeah, hopefully he can continue on his winning way tomorrow. Mate, you said full of confidence there. It's something we hear a lot about for horses. As a guy who trains them, when a horse has a couple of wins and, and therefore usually a couple of easier races because it hasn't had to hurt itself you know, to, to be defeated, do you find horses do actually get confidence from winning races? Do, they, do you feel them sometimes puff up and start being a bit happy around the barn, or is that something we just believe to be true, but it's not real? No, I think it's definitely true, Mick. It's, uh, I think the mental side of um, training horses is very much as important as the physical side. So, yeah, definitely horses that are in form normally can hold their form and race cons- consistently for longer. Mate, uh, a couple of decent horses in the trot tomorrow, uh, the feature trot out of Menangle. You've got Lucky Charm, who's a horse I really like. Uh, you also got My Double Delight in the same race. Uh, I take it My Lucky or Lucky Charm's the better of those two chances and a horse that we should follow. Yeah, she's probably a filly that's more forward of the two fillies and she's hit a, a bit of form of, of recent times and she got checked in the Oaks 10 days ago at Menangle, so um, she was knocked out of the race there. But dropping back in class tomorrow... Although she's drawn wide, um, she's got really good gait speed and she'll hopefully be able to find a way to the front and yeah, we take a lot of running down. You're driving a horse in race five tomorrow called King Corey, who, look, it, it doesn't appear to be a standout, but it also doesn't appear to be the strong race. No, no, not at all. He's an improving horse, Nick, and um, ran a really good race at Angle last week and he's a very much an opportunist horse. If he can get the right trip, he'll be dangerous late. Mate, we saw the uh, the Trotters Cup, the Bulleye Trotters Cup the other day out of Menangle. Um, you had to settle for second with Jamondi. You know he's one of my favourites. So where do you think he's at, Jamondi? Is a ho- he a horse who now he's stepping into what's more or less an open class grade? He's going to need three, four, six months to toughen up in that grade? Or where do you think he's at for those who want to follow him? Because he always seems to have a bit of money on him. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's 
I think you hit the nail on the head there. He's definitely a horse that's just making that transition at the moment. He's gone from a young trotter that raced mainly his own age group to this year. He's been thrown into the deep end against the more tougher, older season trotters. And I've been really happy with him. His last four runs have been excellent, although he's been beaten. Um, even Saturday night, again, his run was terrific. He had to work mid-race and was just beaten by a better horse on the night. So, yeah, he's just taking that step, Mick, and he's very much an immature horse that's only lightly raced, and I believe he's probably still six months away from his best. But, yeah, he's just gone for a break now and uh, be back in the spring, hopefully. You also finished third in the New South Wales Trotters Derby with on advice. Um, you've beaten a long way, but is that a case which you often see in these trotters races at Menangle? Once they get some, when a horse gets up against the marker peak and starts to fly around there, it's awfully hard to catch them. Yeah, definitely. The winner was just running really quick sectionals and was out in front out of trouble where I was uh, surrounded by horses tiring and wasn't able to get a clear run until very late. But uh, yeah, he probably should have finished a lot closer, Nick, and um, really pleased with his run and he's just getting better all the time. All right, Blake, what's the horse the Sky Sport Radio listeners should put into the notes on their phone or the horse tracker and the TAB app? What's the horse of yours we should be looking out for from the stable or, or even one you're going to drive outside Tasty Delight because obviously uh, that, that, that form's pretty exposed? Yeah, of course. Um I have a trotter here. His name's all cashed up. He's a pretty smart horse and I'm sure he'll do a really good job at Menangle in the upcoming weeks, Nick. So, yeah, keep an eye on him. Mate, did he have some sort of injury? Because I know he ran second or third in a breeders' crown. We didn't see him for a long time. No, that's correct. He had a stable injury down at, um, with Anton Galeno down at Ballarat and he was off the scene for probably 12 months, Nick. But, yeah, he's fully recovered now. He's another... Although he's another horse that, although he's six year old, he's only had twenty five starts, I think. So he's sound again, and he's yeah, he's got his whole future ahead of him now. So how many horses do you have floating around on the property out there in Emmanuel? You uh, how many horses you got in work? Uh, we have thirty in work at the moment, Mick, which is yeah, a normal number for us, and combination of trotters and paces and and young and old horses. So it's quite a variety. Did you go shopping at the sales, Blake? And, and if you did go shopping, anybody who's listening to this who fancies getting involved in the harness and having a, something to watch on a Saturday night, have you, have you got any shares still available? Or are, you, are you that popular you've managed to sell them all? No, no, we've still got shares available, Mick. We're able to, we bought from the ATG sale here in Sydney and also the Nutrient sale in Victoria, both trotters and paces we purchased. And yeah, got some really bred, really well bred, nice yearlings that have all broken in well. and. Um, I've gone for a break now, but yeah, they look really good for the future, Nick. All right, so I need uh, an honest answer here. If somebody, if I said to you, Blake, I want to buy a share in a horse, I want to get 10% of a horse, but I want you to pin me into the right horse, what's the horse you would steer me towards right now? Just in case anybody out there is having a little think about it. Uh, I purchased a really nice filly from Sydney, a Huntsville filly. Um, broken really well, beautiful pace, and she's closely related to Bowtide. So, yeah, she's definitely one I'd be steering them into. All right, mate. That's good news. Mate, congratulations on uh, on all the success you're having. And, mate, we're looking forward to seeing you on a busy afternoon tomorrow afternoon at Menangle, mate. So thanks for joining us this morning. No, not a problem. Thanks, Nick.
That's Blake Fitzpatrick. He's had a busy day tomorrow. He has horses from himself and Lisa, his wife's barn, in racing in the APG. He's also now the official driver of Tasty Delight. And, of course, he has a bunch of good trotters around him also. So nice to get an update on his stable. We mentioned the fact that Jamondi finished second in the Bulleye Trotters Cup the other day. The man who finished in front of the horse was Chris Geary driving Empire Bay. You haven't spoken to Chris for a while. I think he's on the line with us now. Good morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning, Mick. Hey, nice to have you back driving full-time in New South Wales. We know a couple of years ago you were flying high here. Things are going great. You were driving in, in the biggest type of races. Then we sort of lost track of you for a while. I believe you headed up to Queensland and you, you drove a bit up there. Did you just take the foot off the pedal a little bit and decide to, to take a little bit more time away to yourself? Um, yeah, you're probably pretty spot on there, Mick. Um, spent a bit of time in Queensland over the last few years up with um, Jack Butler and his stable up there. Just um, probably a little bit of a backwards approach and um, just, you know, something completely different, a bit of a lifestyle change. And I think it's done, done me the world of good. Um, you know, come back. Um, a lot fresher and um, and really keen again. Okay, mate. How long have you been back working in New South Wales, and who, in fact, are you working for? Um, I've probably been back around uh, six or eight months now. Um, obviously, when and Dad was really sick there for a while, um, we came back to sort of spend more time at home with him, and wasn't really working for anyone. Um, and still the case now, not really working for a stable, just me and my partner, Ashley, um, just working a, a small team of horses out of an angle. Okay, so is it a case where you want to get into full-time training, or do you see yourself predominantly as a catch driver, Chris, who, who's going to train on the side? Um, yeah, probably more so just catch driving, Mick. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of quality stables here in New South Wales, and to sort of commit yourself to full-time training is, is quite a hard task to do here. Um, so I think, you know, for the time being anyway, I'd just be happy to get back into the swing of things, um, catch driving and, um, yeah, just have that small team on the side. Well, one thing trainers and owners love to have on is, is a driver in form. You're hitting your straps, you drove Empire Bay to win the Bulleye Trotters Cup the other day. It's sort of a race that sneaks, sneaks under the radar a bit. It's $26,500. Um, must have been nice to get that level of win for good people in the Randos. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a horse that I drove at Penrith Trials probably going back a month now and, and trialled really well. Um, and then his first two starts back, just nothing seemed to go right for him. Um, though both times he, he sort of felt like um, you know he was right in the race. Um, and then, yeah, the other night things just worked out perfect for him. He got a lovely trip and um, was able to finish off really strong. Okay, mate, is he a horse who will just take his turn winning races from time to time, or is he a horse who's, who's maybe in a, a good vein of form at the moment and can go on the job? Um, yeah, I think so, Mick. Um, he's obviously, like he proved the other night, he, he's more than competitive with that sort of very for all greater trotter here in Sydney, and um, you know when he when he gets the right run, I'm sure he wouldn't be far away from some of the better trotters um, in the country. So, um, yeah, it just comes down to a lot of luck and running. But um, I'm sure if he ever did um, dip his toes into some of those better trotting races, he um, he wouldn't disgrace himself. 
Mate, you had a couple of drives at Menangle tomorrow. The first one's just after 12 o'clock to start the big program. It's a two-year-old foundation trotter. So you're driving, look at Spunky Trot. Now, it's 100 to 1. When you drive a two-year-old trotter at this stage of the season, particularly a debutante, is it almost a case where your first job is just to try and get them around, to get them used to the experience, and you almost take any other sort of placing or win as a bonus? Yeah, most definitely, Nick. I think, um, you know, probably the best thing for those two-year-olds is to, to get around safely, first of all, and do everything right and um, build their confidence in that way. And um, I'd say that'll be the first priority tomorrow. And like you said, um, if the horse can finish off into a placing or even win, um, that'd be a bonus. You're also driving in race three, the other trot on the car, but make mine muscle. Um, bit of a theme here. You seem to be driving a lot of trotters at the moment. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Mick. Um, I've got to practice holding my breath a lot, I think. But um, yeah, he's a he's a horse that it seems like he he's got the potential to to go on and win some races. Um, he's just taken a little bit of time to to sort out and, and get things right. But um, after speaking with Joe and Mary on Saturday night. Know that um, the horse has really come on since his last run and improved. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see um, you know an improved performance from him tomorrow. Race five tomorrow, you drive Fear La Fate for Leon Jude. Um, looks a nice even feel, but not a scary one. No, for sure. Um, she's a really honest little mare, come across from Western Australia and has done a really good job around Penrith and, and sorts um, since she's come and. Um, she, I think she was third in a very similar sort of race last week and um, the outside draw um, probably doesn't help her but um, the way we generally drive her I don't think it's um, be all and end all she can get some sort of toe into the race at the right time and I'm sure she'll finish off strong Chris, many of our listeners this morning follow the thoroughbred racing just as much or if not more than the harness racing and they're used to the fact that jockeys have agents who do their bookings and Jockeys also have people who help them with their form. What about harness racing drivers? Young, as you mentioned, catch drivers from harness racing. I take it you don't have an agent. I take it all your bookings done over the phone yourself. How do you go about getting drives week in, week out to put food on the table? Um, yeah, no, I think you know, we're probably a little bit different in that way where um, you know most of the things we do like that, you, we do ourselves and... Um, I've sort of always been one to, um, to never really ring up or look for a drive. I mean, uh, I've always just had the opinion that if, if someone wanted you to drive, they'll they'll get in touch with you and 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 so forth. So um, yeah, it's, um, I think it's just a combination of things. Once you you know start to get a little bit more um, confidence and your form picks up a little bit, that um, people start to to recognise that, and um, I'm more than happy to. To utilise you in that way. There seems to be a real reluctance, as you just mentioned, Chris, and in harness racing for drivers to chase drives and, and even get on the phone and ring somebody and say, hey, I love this horse, I would love to drive that. Do you think it's an area harness racing could do better? Because it, it does seem to be almost a, a shyness or a conservativeness in harness racing where people don't want to chase things, which, as you know, in galloping probably isn't there. Yeah, definitely, Mick. Um, yeah, like you said, um, they probably take more of that conservative approach in, in that way, whereas you look at a lot of the, the jockeys and that that have their agents that um, 
and you know are chasing the better rides and that um, it's probably something that we are on the back foot with um, a little bit and probably just a little bit unorthodox and it'll probably only take you know that that one or two people to to start utilising that before um, people really get the swing of it and um, I think there is the opportunity there to to at least you know put your name out there and, and give yourself the, the right opportunity. But over the last year, because of COVID, we've seen times in harness racing in New South Wales where drivers pretty much drove in driver's colours. They drove in their own colours, obviously, to stop the, the transition of colours from people to, to trainers and, and then any potential COVID passing on, which was obviously a very small concern, but harness racing in New South Wales took it appropriately seriously. How did you find the experience of driving in the same colours and, and do you prefer the idea of driver's colours or, or do you quite like the fact that on a certain day of the week you might be driving in someone else's colour? Um, yeah, I, I found the experience, um, obviously it's, it's probably a lot easier in the way that you know you, you go to the races, you've got you know your own set of colours you're going to wear all day obviously and then you, know, you get the different types of weather conditions where you know one day it might be 40 degrees, the next day it might be raining, and um, you know if you can have the right colours pack, which sometimes not all trainers do, um, just makes yourself a lot more comfortable and um, makes it a lot easier on yourself in in that respect. And as far as um, the other way of it, I think um, from a like a punter's perspective and people trying to follow certain drivers. I definitely think it's probably more the professional way to go with having um, driver's colours as such and everything sort of matches and, and it seems like uh, it'd be a lot easier to follow just even from the product we see from North America. Um, so it's obviously been really successful over there and as soon as you turn the TV on, you know, you can only pick, um, you know, like your T-Trix and, and even guys like um, Toddy and Andy over there, so... Uh, makes it a lot easier to follow, and I think it's something we definitely should look further into. Mate, it's good to have you back driving in, in New South Wales. I think you're, you're an immensely talented young man, mate. It's good you also got to have some time away to yourself. It's always nice to have a change of lifestyle, buddy. But, mate, um, we appreciate you coming on this morning. We look forward to seeing more of your name in the results at Menangle and all the other places you're driving, and we wish you the best for what's the next stage of your career, Chris. No worries. Thanks very much, Mick. It's Chris Geary, young man who's he was a real star on the rise a few years ago. He decided to have a change of lifestyle and head to Queensland for a while. I didn't ask him who he supports in the state of origin, but maybe he can change that. I don't think many people do. And uh, he's back now, driving in New South Wales and won the Bull Eye Trotters Cup on Saturday night. Uh, a man who has been <laughs> incredibly busy and having to think on several levels over the last year is the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, John Dumasy. He joins us now. Good morning, John. Thank you for your time. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. Friday, 14th of May is National Walk Safely to School Day. And remember, active kids are smarter kids. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Tab, we're on a mission to deliver punters confidence they're getting the best price. Introducing the lock, a new feature on your Tab app. Just activate it when placing a tote win bet, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, we'll pay you the difference in cash. The lock, new on your Tab app. Download today. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents, available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website, gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. 
Sky Sports Radio with the latest winning info right now on Racing HQ. You're back with On The Pace with Michael Guerin on a Monday morning. I hope your TRB account is full for the days ahead. We mentioned before that John Dummersy was going to join us, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, at a very busy time. Well, we've got him. We tracked him down. John, thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Uh, my pleasure, Michael. Mate, there's been a lot of uh, fluidity in the space of harness racing over the last year, as there has been in general life. Um, how's harness racing New South Wales weathered the storm? Because we had stakes go down, which we had to go down. They've, they've gone back to where they are. We've got new race series coming and going. We've, we've seen to have escaped without losing too many race meetings to COVID. How would you give yourself and the business a mark out of 10 for what's been a pretty remarkable last 12 months? Well, it has been remarkable. We uh, Nobody would have... Um March 22, 23 last year would have thought, where will we be? We were very doom and gloom at that point. But in New South Wales, we, we had to reduce prize money because of the fact that we didn't know what was in front of us. But in New South Wales, we actually, uh, for the shortest period of any code, any jurisdiction, we reduced prize money. And we brought it back as quickly as we could. And not only did we do to bring it back, we actually increased prize money as soon as we possibly could. So they were the good things. And what also came out of it also was that um, we we haven't seen um, a, a drop off in that number of participation. It's um, it, it's it's disappointing that I do have to take calls and I do take them with with owners and trainers where horses have been balloted from races in certain areas, and and that is a good thing that um, we have that very good pool of horses. So on the wagering front, we're we're like the rest of the um, the racing. Uh, world across um, New South Wales and across Australia, for that matter, that that the turnover has has held, even though there've been certain markers as we came along the line as to where it might drop off. It, it's it's holding well at this time, but the future is still in front of us. And um, COVID, of course, has not uh, disappeared. We've got uh, this scare in, New, in certainly in Sydney and possibly New South Wales at the moment. So. But on all points, I, I really thank the clubs and the participants for the work they have done to follow our, at times, strict protocols and get us through this um, to this date. John, one of the things that emerged from the pandemic last year and the restrictions around that was the, the, this regional championship where the four harness racing regions in New South Wales have their own regional championships rather than the overall one we were going to have um, for very big money, it's become four hundred thousand dollar finals, which then tap into a super final out of uh, to be held at Menangle. It seems to have been enormously successful, and as I mentioned to Blake Fitzpatrick before, it seems to be that we're we're now comparing apples with apples. They seem to be the same bunch of horses, and yet it gives people in the regions something really tangible to chase. It must be very satisfying for you that. This is, has come out of what was a bleak situation last year. Certainly, and we went into um, regionalisations knowing that people would be impacted, um, but that was the state of the world. What did come out of it was this this marvellous championship, these regional championships where horses within their own regions um, c- compete against one another. They're not they, they're not knocked about by a raider from a from a, a stronger region. Not that the regions are they're, they're fairly well um, spread, but 
but from the metropolitan area going out and taking money off the country participants. And, and it's really good money. Group, group one racing, $100,000 racing, um, is, is very solid for the horses in their own regions. So what grew out of that, of course, was, well, who is the champion? Um, and we saw the winners last year, and, uh, and I've got to say without doubt that uh, Wolf Stride was uh, the horse that um, really shone. He won the Metropolitan Final. He went on to um, compete in the Miracle Mile, but but the others were still there. So we, we then introduced for this year the state final, and we'll bring the winners, the second-place getters, and a couple of third-place getters together to Menangle and give them another 100000 So that's an additional $100,000 race to uh, compete for. All right, John, I know you can't be biased, but, but let's be a little bit honest. Wouldn't it be nice to see a horse from Wagga or Bathurst or Newcastle come to town and win that $100,000 final? I, I, I can't be biased, and, and whichever horse wins it, they will deserve it. But I will say this, the how the competitiveness of these heats has really shone through. Uh, last week, uh, in, in last Friday at Wagga, uh, we saw last year's regional uh Riverina region champion, go down by a half head in his heat. So he'll be back again this week to compete. But 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 across the board, they're, they're, they're not dominant winners, um, although the metropolitan area seems to be uh, where people shy away from the better horses. But but no, it's, it's great racing. Everyone knows that they're in it to win it and to win a group one race and, and just take that aside before they progress to that final. John, as you mentioned, it's been a very fluid time for harness racing, everybody, including yourself, more so than anybody else to think on their feet. I believe you've got an owner's forum coming up, and what's the reason for that, and, and what sort of subjects do you expect to be discussed most vehemently on that? Well, it, it's, it's a breeders and owners forum, and, it, and, and it's only that in title. I must say, anybody is welcome to attend. If they're a participant in, in um, harness racing in New South Wales, they're they're certainly uh, welcome to attend. They just go to our website, of course. They must register so that we know who we, uh, the number of people we have to accommodate. But, but it's subjects that, that affect uh, owners and breeders and trainers, and it's, it's somewhat aligned to the Breeders' Challenge Series and other race, race series that we run here in New South Wales. It's also about um, how do we improve breeding techniques, if that's possible, and, and the like of that. One of the biggest, um, it can be a bone of contention here in New South Wales, is uh, the allocation or the spreading, the sharing of bonuses. That will certainly be a uh, strong topic on the day for for people to discuss. Now, we go out at Harness Racing New South Wales. We call for submissions. We consult, as you as you will know, but 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 we don't. We haven't actually got the people in the in the room that put in those submissions and have opinions. Well, we'll get them in the same room, and, and instead of saying, "Well, that's what John Dumasey said," um, that's John Dumasey's opinion. I only take those opinions out of the submissions, of course. But these will be people able to hear another person's opinion um, in the open forum, with all respect given to everyone that speaks, and that is the impetus of it. We built that into the strategic plan, like so many other very worthwhile projects, that we will, which we will undertake and I believe um, complete in the next three years. But bringing the owners, breeders, trainers, drivers, administrators together for a forum uh, each each uh, year uh, should work uh, very beneficially for the uh, advancement of the industry here in New South Wales. John, we appreciate your time this morning. Before we let you go, where and when for that forum for those who want to register their interest? 
Well, they go to our website and register. It's on uh, Saturday the 29th of May, which coincides with the state final of the TAB Regional Championship. So there's a good reason to attend. There's no, no charge, of course, for the forum. And as a bonus, those people who uh, register and attend the forum will also be able to um, attend the race meeting, be um, um, hosted by Club Menangle, uh, our principal club here in New South Wales, and enjoy a wonderful night's racing where uh, it will be competitive as the um, horses from around the regions try to beat the absolute state champion in the regional championships. John, I commend you for not only the state championship, it's turning into a lot of fun, but also, of course, for the forum, gives everybody a chance to, to look those who have different opinions in the eye and maybe do something none of us do very often, which is say, hey, maybe you're right and I'm wrong. Thanks for your time this morning, John Dumasey. Thank you, Michael. That's John Dumasey, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales at State Forum, May 29th, before the meeting at Menangle. You can get along there, have your say, have a listen, and try and find out what's next for Harness Racing in New South Wales and have your input. That's on the pace this morning. We've gone a little bit over 11 o'clock. I hope you've enjoyed the coverage. Our thanks to John Dumasey, to Chris Geary, who is back driving in New South Wales and driving well, and of course to Blake Fitzpatrick, who has a big hand at Menangle tomorrow. 11 races Menangle tomorrow. It's a rarity. 11 race Tuesday. It's going to be super. Uh, a bit more immediate than that today, we have racing coming out of New South Wales today at Maitland, and the first on the card there goes nice and early. It's an afternoon meeting, so first on the card at Maitland today at 1.33. Thanks for taking the time to listen to On The Pace. We have tomorrow morning off. We'll be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.